I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello, Patriots. This is a special edition of Patriots Voice of Michigan. So I don't know if some of you had seen the podcast that Glenn Beck had put out there regarding the origins of the coronavirus. It's a two-hour special, so for fear of it being taken down, I basically took all the meat and I'm just going to give the timeline of what's happened. And we start in 2005. China had the breakout of SARS. And in October of that month, Dr. Barrick, he's a virologist from North Carolina, from the university, and he published The Development of Mouse, Hepatitis, Virus, and SARS-CoV-2. Infectious DNA constructs. So we already know people have been working on the coronavirus for approximately 20 years. And in December of 2005, there was an emergency supplemental appropriations bill that the government passed. 2004, Bush wins re-election. And we have the control, Republicans hold control of the Senate, 55, and in the House, 231. So quite a majority. This bill was to address the hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico and Pandemic Influenza Act. And they both passed. And on page 119 of the Influenza Act, rule of Construction Concerning National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. And basically what that does is it grants pharma liability waivers when in development of emergency use vaccines. All this was set up over 15 years ago to where there is no liability giving to big pharma for any emergency use. And I wonder why that is. We will find out. So your government puts protection in place. And it's quite sad that we have Republicans protecting Big Pharma. And we've got election obviously coming up next year. I'd be curious if there's anybody still around that's either a senator or a House member that you look at their voting record and see if they actually are ones that voted for that to pass that. So we fast forward to 2007. Dr. Barrick publishes 
a mouse-adapted czars. Coronavirus causes disease and mortality in mice. And this is funded by the NIH. And yours truly, the Fauci. And so basically what they do is they take bat feces with human DNA or whatever it is from a human and then combine those two and then they put it into a mouse and see if that mouse reacts either adverse negatively or positively to that that virus. And so with the NIH funding and also NIH AID funding, plenty of grants were going towards this research because once they would make it a, once the mouse would get sick, then they would dissect that to create a vaccine for that. So obviously I think their intentions were okay in the beginning, but then we'll find out that it's, it should have been unplugged before the pandemic happened. So we know that's fully funded and the university that Dr. Barrick works at um, is that lab is fully funded by the NIH as well. And this is where Dr. Xi, S-H-I, from China, in the Wuhan lab. And their connection is from a man, Peter Daszak. Daszak is, he controls the funding. So in 2013, she actually finds the coronavirus. Bats as animal reservoirs for the Tsar's coronavirus hypothesis proved after 10 years of hunting. From 2002-2003, when they started coronavirus research, they, they find the coronavirus in bats. So after hearing this, Barrick then reaches out to she from North Carolina because he's working on a similar project. And he's requesting the genetic data for her research. She agreed. His team introduced the virus modified with the code into mice, and he was able to take the spike gene from the new virus into Zars virus to see if it would make people sick. So you're taking the human DNA again, mixing it with mice virus, mixing it with the bat feces, put it back into the mouse to see if it gets sick, and to make it more transmissible to humans. If so, then they make a vaccine. If this is the process where they're making a vaccine, I, sp I suppose I don't know how else you attempt to do that other than um, it just comes out and someone gets sick and then you're, I can see why you would be worse off because if you've been researching something for a long time, you kind of get a leg up on it to where versus a pandemic that just starts and then you haven't done any research. So I understand kind of why they're doing this, but when you are altering a spike gene or whatever to make it more susceptible for transmissible to humans, that's a problem. So we're gonna we're gonna move to October 2014, and I remember this when the government under Obama halted all the funding for gain of function research. But the problem was 
is that, according to documents, Dr. Barrick from the university received a waiver. Not sure why, but government continued to fund EcoHealth Alliance from um, DAZEC directly to Dr. Xi in Wuhan. So they're fully funding Dr. Barrick and Dr. Xi with your hard-earned tax dollars. So Dr. Barrick in November of 2015 plus published a SARS-like cluster of circulating bat coronaviruses shows potential for human emergence. Well, you only publish this. Why? Because you're doing the research on it and creating this emergence for human transmissibility. If you're altering the spike gene or whatever it is that would cause it to do that. And American scientists were telling Xi and Barrick that engineering bat viruses are very, very risky research. And in 2016, he admits that the government was fully funding the research. On November, let's see, in November of 17, 2017, Xi publishes Gain of Funding Research. Coronavirus. Government announces removal of the funding. Pause for gain of function research projects. Supposedly, there's a removal of funding and pause for gain of research projects, but they still continued the research. In January 2018, DASIC EcoHealth pays Dr. Barrick honorary fee for unknown research. February 2018, Barrett coordinating with Xi to come to Wuhan. So he's, they're totally in bed together. Same research. And it's moving quite rapidly. DARPA is an organization that also uh, does funding. And they're, they're one of the top dogs. And they had a proposal. Uh, Barrick and she and would fund bat viruses to be put into humanized mice to create vaccines. And guess what DARPA did? They rejected it because they knew how dangerous it was. And this is a... So everything that I'm talking about, Glenn Beck has a <clears throat> website... And all the documents are, are on that website, blazetvspecial.com. Uh, look at documents. So all this is all available, and he wants you to look at this and to come up with your own conclusions. But from what I've seen, I mean, I watched that video three times, four times, so it seems like it's pretty damning evidence uh, for Fauci. So DARPA... In rejecting the funding, says the team discusses risk mitigation strategies to address potential risk of research to public health and animal safety, but does not mention potential risk of gain-of-function research. Here's the infamous gain-of-function research that DARPA says, no, we don't, we don't do gain-of-function research. And we all know that Fauci is lying his butt off because it's everywhere. They get rejected. 
February, so we're in February of 2018, and they still, the origins of the SARS-CoV-2 Farron Cleavage site remains a mystery because that was all over the news. You know, nobody knows where it's SARS, where, where did SARS come from? You know, China's going to hold all that information silent. They don't want to, they don't want to push anything. They want, they don't want to know the truth. Everything's, uh, they kept pushing that it was a natural evolution. So it just came from bats and into the wherever, and then humans came in contact with it. My question is, why would you fund or team up with China on a project like this at all? Do you think it's going to end well? After all, this is China, right? China killed its own people. Child um, control. They're evil, and yet our tax dollars are going to them as a partnership. So then here comes Moderna with the mRNA. This mRNA technology had been worked on for eight years, and it was supposed to revolutionary, revolutionize medicine and disrupt the pharmaceutical industry. Back in 2015... A 153 confidential page agreement between Moderna and the government. 2015. And what was happening in 2015? Oh, that's when they developed the spike gene for coronavirus. And in this agreement between Moderna, it says, quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by the NIAID and Moderna. So the United States owns Moderna. So the government now is mandating the vaccine and they're the owner of it? No conflict of interest there. None whatsoever. So the U.S. government has paid Moderna now $6 billion for a vaccine effort they co-own. Where is that money going to? That's what I would like to know. Uh, we're just paying ourselves back? Like, what is this? And the interesting part about Moderna is they have failed all of their clinical trials. So they, they weren't doing so hot. And it was it was nine other times. So Moderna's you know running out of time and running out of money. And you remember the J and J vaccine. The J and J vaccine. You remember that they were shut down. I wonder why. Oh, but they, they'll tell you that, oh, they had some complications. Well, we are know they all have complications. But it makes sense that the J&J &J vaccine is not owned by the government. So why would you push that? So as soon as there's a complication, oh, we need to shelf that because the Moderna over here, this is what you all need to be taking. 
because the government owns it. And it's it's no wonder that J&J wasn't an mRNA vaccine. And makes more sense that your hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and now there's more and more evidence of other reports coming out. The vitamin D is a huge thing. I just read a report of um, melanin um, can help combat it, the symptoms. More and more we're hearing uh, stuff. And we come to remdesivir. I'm sure you all have heard that one. So people were giving remdesivir in the hospital to COVID patients. And an interesting part about remdesivir is, guess who researched this drug? Dr. Barrick, our coronavirus researcher with she. And it's interesting because it's the only drug that Fauci hasn't been against. And even crazier, the patent for remdesivir is owned by the NIH and the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yes, you heard that correct. So the drug that they were giving people in the hospital that were ba- that was killing people, and I'm sure it's still being administered because it's been approved because it's owned by the government, the Wuhan Institute of Virology is on the patent. It's funny how these things are just coming together. So 12-12-19, transfer date, first cases of virus announced. So this is coming from China. The pandemic begins December 31st, 2019. And at this point, there's still China's denying that there was anything wrong at the lab, that it came out of the wilderness, nothing to see. So there was still no proof it was from the lab, but in the summer of 2019, there was a report, the path, pathogenicity of SARS-CoV-2 in transitic mice. So we already knew that they they were developing this, so it wasn't news. So it's kind of, uh, it's not a mystery that if you're doing this type of work and then something happens and then it comes out, obviously China's not going to admit to any of that or the United States or Fauci for that matter, because remember he is science. So if you reject Fauci, you're rejecting science. Guy needs to be thrown in jail. So in September 2019... The data on the coronavirus in the Wuhan lab mysteriously disappears. And she is saying that it was for security reasons or they were hacked. Okay, maybe. But the same day, a a request for extra security was made. Not only that... Four days later, a new air handler system was installed in the lab. 
So a lot of, was the stuff just old? Maybe they shut down for remodeling? Who knows? October 2019, there were 10,000 athletes that showed up for the military games. And it was kind of odd because their temperatures were being taken. They were saying to wash your hands. Hospitals were already taking in virus patients. Uh, to one point, they said, you know, don't go out. So that was prior to the official pandemic starting. And in November 3rd, three re- researchers end up in the hospital from the Wuhan lab. Hmm. And Wuhan asked for an air incinerator. So they were eliminating more waste than they were used to. Hmm. Can you say cover-up? They knew of the human transmission. She knew it. Fauci knew it. Daszak knew it. Barrick knew it. They all knew it. And then we remember when Hu came out and says, preliminary investigation conducted by Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission of the novel coronavirus. They found no clear evidence of human-to-human transmission. Hmm. Well, we all know now that that was a big fat lie. So you send in Chinese authorities. Why? So it's kind of like, you know, we have this, so the election happened. And some states are trying to do forensic audit. And people people want to just recount the ballots. But that's, you're recounting the ballots and then you're calling it a forensic audit. Well, that's not a forensic audit because if you just count the ballots, you're going to have the same result. You have to get into the meat of the software and the machines. So it's ironic that they are listening to the Chinese authorities Yep, we conducted our own research. We checked everything. It's all superficial. Everything's good here. Nothing to see. At this point, how many people have died from this lie? A lot. So we have the beginning. They're studying the virus or studying the virus create the spike gene. Pandemic begins December 31st, 2019. And then we come to the narrative because the narrative is what we've been fed over the last two years. And we're coming up to the two-year anniversary of the pandemic. So the, the narratives are U.S. ties to Wuhan in some way. Is COVID natural, or was it a lab leak? What they did is they, through the Freedom of Information Act, they 
um, Glenn Beck and his team were getting all the information of emails, correspondence between Fauci and Barrick and she and Dasek, you know, the key players in all this. And a lot of it was redacted. So some of it was redacted. And then some other emails didn't have redaction. So they kind of took them and combined them. So parts of it would be on one and then not on the other, and then they could kind of fill in the pieces. And so this is what they what they found. So December 31st, they had the pandemic starts. Barrick sends an email to Zasik. Have you heard any news on this? Maybe as 27 cases with seven severe in Wuhan, like pneumonia. Reaching out. What's going on? Dasek replies, we have good sources and good information coming from our good sources. And then Fauci, NIH, responds to Dasek. The subject was Wuhan pneumonia. I wanted to see if you had any information from your contacts over there. And then Peter Daszak replies, We are definitely focusing on this. Eric, Eric is from the NIH under Fauci. He's basically Fauci's right-hand man. Goes on to say, I spent New Year's Eve talking with our China contacts. I've got more info, but it's all off the record. So that was December 31. So January 31st. We have Farrar, Jeremy Farrar, Kristen Anderson. Jeremy Farrar is a, he, he does private funding. And Kristen Anderson is a virologist. And based on everything that he's seeing and all the information is that he's saying that this was lab-made, and he responds to Fauci, saying, this looks like it has come from the lab. This doesn't look natural. Fauci responds to Eric from the NIH with the heading, important, attachment, Barrick, she, et al., natural medicine, SARS, gain of function, so even Fauci knew it was gain of function because even all the correspondence is uh, pretty, pretty clear that it came from him. All right, December 31st, Fauci emails Farrar and Christian Anderson. This just came out today. You may have seen it. If not, it's of interest to warrant Discussion. Farrar was, so he's got Welcome Funding. That's his business. Well, W-E-L-L-C-O-M-E, Funding. He's one of the largest medical research funding in the world. Private funding. So Fauci forwards article, Mining Coronavirus Genomes for Clues to the outbreak's origins. So remember, they've done all this research. 
They created the spike, spike protein, made it transmissible to humans, and Fauci wants to control the narrative. They get together. Christian Anderson responds, I should mention that after discussions earlier today, Eddie, Bob, Mike, and myself all find the genome with expectations from evolution theory. So he is saying that this was lab-made. And two days earlier, January 29th, the bat coronavirus isolate rat G13 complete genome. So it was completed. The information's coming out that it was complete. The research was complete. Christian Anderson saying that it's this was altered and made in the lab. On February 1st, Fauci emails Deputy Hugh, It is essential that we speak this AM. Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper as well as the email that I will forward to you. Now, you will have tasks today that must be done. So the email that was forwarded was the same article forwarded to Jeremy Farrar and Christian Anderson. That same, and then the attachment was added, Barrick, Sheatel, Nature Medicine, Zars Gain of Function, PDF. So then Hughes immediately responds, The paper that you sent me says experiments were performed, the gain of function pause but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure what that means, since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. She will try to determine if we have any distant ties to the work abroad. So they're already trying to cover their tracks and trying to distance themselves from being connected to the Wuhan lab. And we all remember this. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals, and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let Dr. Fauci. I have to, well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a subaward from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. 
Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It did I come can from the lab, but all you. the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm Senator not obfuscating the truth. Senator you Paul's are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let finish. me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because yeah, they were animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying... Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent and it could that. Have been. And if anybody and it could is lying here, Senator, it is you. Love, Rand Paul. He was spot on. Fauci knows gain-of-function research was coming from EcoHealth and the NIH. It is evident with the material that Glenn Beck and his team put together. Cannot deny it, especially when it's in emails. And everybody was talking about this back in 2015. Because you can even go to the websites of EcoHealth and the grants, the Research Coronavirus Letters Acknowledgement section. And it says, Research in this manuscript was supported by grants from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease and by USAID, EPT, predict funding from EcoHealth. So, Dr. Fauci just mentioned, there's that letter, transcript, from EcoHealth, all from your tax money. The same day, February 1st, Farrar, from Welcome Funding, meeting with Christian Anderson. There's a few other names here. Bob Gary, Tony Fauci here, Ron Fouchier, Mike Ferguson, Eddie Holmes, Marianne Koopmans, Stefan Pullman, Andrew uh, Palmba. Paul Scurry and Patrick Valence. And this was two days prior that Christian Anderson, the virologist, said it was made in the lab. February 3rd, Trump's science advisor writes, I'm writing to ask Nassem to rapidly examine information and identify data requirements that would help determine the origins of COVID, specifically from an evolutionary structural biology standpoint. So even Trump's advisor was looking for it to be control the narrative that it was from out in the environment. 
not from the Wuhan lab. To me, Trump had no idea that the colluding between Trump's science advisor and Fauci and all these, what was truly going on, Trump was left in the dark. So same day, February 3rd, a meeting takes place. So you have the Tony Fauci science advisor and Andrew Pope. You could tell Tony was panicking because all these meetings, all these things all of a sudden coming to the front. What's going on? You know, we got to control this. We got to control this. We got to control this. And days before they, now the headlining a meeting to understand the evolutionary origin of COVID-19. So they want to get a handle on this. How are we going to, how are we going to control this narrative? That there's no way it was going to be China's fault. No way that it was made in the lab. Because everybody was against Trump at this time. Because this was the only way Trump was going to lose the election in 2020. Is if something catastrophic would happen. And something that they could control. And that makes total perfect sense. If Trump wasn't even involved with this. So February 4th, Nation Academy of Science responds just 24 hours later. Of all these experts that met, including Christian Anderson, a highly renowned virologist. So you have a letter that was drafted from that meeting with their consensus. And we know that Christian Anderson was looking for the true answer, but somehow included with Andrew Pope, Dr. Barrick, Peter Daszak, all these people influencing. They didn't want that narrative to be put out there. They wanted it evolutionary. So that letter comes out February 19th saying we stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. Backroom deal to get Christian Anderson to change his mind. He does a 180 in March in a natural journey, nature journal, the proximal origin of SARS-CoV-2. So they could control that uh, narrative. The other interesting thing is, is that in 2020, that Christian Anderson was awarded some million dollars to his research. I wonder why. So that's pretty much the gist of all of it put together in a nutshell. And like I said, if you want to download that or go check out that website, blazetvspecial.com documents and uh, you'll see everything there but it's uh, pretty damning evidence that this was made in the lab the United States was funding the Wuhan lab with Barry and Xi and EcoHealth and the NIH 
and even DARPA reputable funding didn't want anything to do with it because they knew that what was going to happen. And there were warning signs. Other American scientists were saying that it was too risky. And now we've paid the price. Votes have consequences. And by our Republican Party voting on that or allowing that language to be in there in 2005, we're no liability for emergency use of any vaccines. The other thing is, is that the agreement that Moderna had in 2015, that contract wasn't signed until December of 2019. So for, f- so for four years, it was just sitting kind of interesting because they knew it was gold mine. Moderna knew that now they would be able to produce a vaccine because it was funded and owned by the government. So don't let them fool you. This wraps it up. Y'all have a good night. You're listening to the Patriots Voice of Michigan. God bless.